0: and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos. I'm Kelly. Good
1: morning. I'm Karen.
0: Today, uh, I would like to talk about a dream. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Okay. I don't want to describe any kind of like adjectives or anything like that because it's, I think for anyone who wakes up from dreams, they're very difficult to put into words. And I woke up maybe in the middle of the night to this dream and my partner was trying to help wake me up and ask me if I wanted to talk about it. And I didn't want to, not because of who he is, but because it was going to take the magic away immediately. Mm -hmm. There were no human words to describe the magnificence of what I had just felt and the emptiness of what you feel when you wake up. And so I was kind of speechless for a little while and I was trying to evaluate what I was feeling at that point. And it just, nothing was coming to me. It was such an otherworldly experience that I couldn't describe it with human words. So I'm just going to tell the dream. So and I know I was struggling to, to explain it to you this morning, Karen. So I'm going to do my best here. I was walking down a North Bay, Ontario street with you. And I remembered being close to the waterfront and almost like that out of body experience where you can see yourself like you're hovering above yourself, I felt like I was a giant looking down over this North Bay area map and I could see you and I walking together and my big giant hands reached down and like severed our bodies in half, but not in a gruesome way. I picked the top half of you and I up and I went to look in, if I can, if I'm describing this properly, in the abdomen through toward the head does that make sense if yeah. I've severed you in half
1: reminds me of those dolls yeah that you can totally. uns- unscrew at half point in the body the Russian
0: dolls so, yeah okay so as though they're that hollow I was trying to look through you and I and I was looking for coordinates I remember thinking I'm trying to look for coordinates and I put us back down because all I could do was see through them and I was looking out at Lake Nipissing I thought that that's interesting. I don't know why that was the part I thought was interesting, (laughs) but I put us back together and then I picked us up again and thought, okay, I'll try again and, and look for these coordinates. And when I put us back down for the second time, I flew out of my body backwards and it's like going, going down a hole backwards, essentially. And I, all of a sudden, could see and hear all of my past, present, and future lives on the continuum happening all at once. And I couldn't even grab one image. I couldn't grab a single word. I just had an inner knowing of what I was experiencing. Because, again, I'm trying to pay attention to all of the senses, right? And somehow i just knew it was all of my lifetimes of the of this soul cuz it's not even kelly right and as i'm falling down this hole i i don't know if you can say stand up but you have this feeling of space that you're upright and i'm standing on this grid and I'm looking at all of the circuits of this grid that are connecting all of my lives and all of my brain. So it looks like a brain below me where my feet should be. And I'm watching my existence in all of time and space. And then all of a sudden there was no sight to it. So no, no vision. And I could literally hear all of the lifetimes happening all at once but it got to such a point of um, like radio static and screechiness that I could hear myself in ha- in a split second laughing, crying, screaming, talking nice and low like I do in my normal calm voice, all at once. And then this radio screech buzz happened, where the whatever being was observing all of this couldn't handle the pressure in my ears. So that being started screaming in order to wake me up as a human as Kelly. <laughs> and so and that's why I was just saying I didn't want to describe the dr- the dream as, a, as a, a with any kind of adjectives. Because when I woke up as a human, there's that feeling of shock. But it wasn't a nightmare. But I woke up the same way you would having felt disturbed. Does that make sense? Mm hmm. Okay and it, and even in in that radio screech sound there went to a deaf silence which also felt deafeningly loud and i woke up and i of course remembered thinking holy fuck i need to remember to tell karen this and eric was squeezing me holding me and he knows he knows the routine cuz we talk a lot about dreams and he's saying i need you to respond to me give me more than one word cuz he knows i'll fall back into the dreams and so he's trying to help my human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like I said, I'm trying to describe in my own head what that emptiness feels like of coming back and waking up as a human, knowing that so many parts of me exist in so many other realities or planes. Um, and then there was this moment afterward where I had caught my breath and I was finally calm where I remember just laying there looking at the back of Eric's head thinking, what is here? What does here mean? And that goes back to those coordinates. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't even define what here meant. And I, and I can't describe the confusion that my body and my brain and my soul feel right now. And I think that tattoo on my arm that says a longing for a home. That's not of this world has never felt so true in my bones. And I also, I know I haven't shared this with you, but all morning, every time I close my eyes for more than just a regular blink, all I can see are electricity grids, and they're the grids that I was standing on in the dream. Everything's just electric. Mm -hmm. Sounds like you got a download. Ugh.
1: Okay. Gina and I used to call them downloads when we were first going through opening these gifts. Where they take you out of your body, particularly during sleep times, um, where you have experiences like this, Kelly, where your um, your spirit, where your spirit and your human become conscious of each other's existence. Mm-hmm. And I mean your spirit is always conscious of Kelly's existence, but where Kelly is equally as aware of the totality of your soul mm-hmm. instead of the pieces. And it's to, to some degree, I think shamans could sit here and listen to this and go, I totally get that. I understand everything she's saying. People who might smoke up or get high might go, wow, I totally get that. Yeah. Uh, I've done that when I did LSD or when I did marijuana or when I did certain things. And I think people who come close to a near-death experience yeah. might be able to pick up a piece of your experience or your dream, and connect to pieces of it. Um, Because we get them in pieces, but because of time. Mm -hmm. And because you're talking about time traveling, you're talking about going right back to your soul. Um, And what did I say to you? Well, look at you, you died. Yeah. I said, well, you you must be tired today, because you died last night.
0: And and yet, and, and I'd like you to elaborate because, and this is why I was just struggling to find words, is because you looked at it and said, well, look at you, you died. And I understood my full, my full aliveness. Perfect. Which is, which is death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Oh, good. Yeah. So many yeah, things. I, and, you and just I, got something, eh? I don't think I've ever felt this scattered. Right, Before, um, and
1: that is being alive slash dead. Yeah, it is being scattered. It is you're f-
0: present everywhere.
1: Exactly. That's I, why I said, "Oh, look at you. You died."
0: Thank you. I have this constant feeling today that I'm late.
1: Yes, because of, t- of time yeah. in the dream. You're shifting time and now.
0: all I can think of is Alice in Wonderland. Yes. When she goes down the rabbit hole and that bunny that's running around with with the, the watch and, and is, is constantly fearing that he's late. I just have this, this voice playing over in my head. You're late. You're late. I'm late. Mm. And I don't know what to do with it because I have a very chill day today. Thank God. But I'm just sitting here trying to be calm and just sit in it instead of reacting to it because I think that's where I mean you mean this in the in the kindest way I think that's where mental illness can happen Mm -hmm. I'm trying not to react to the voice in my head uh, and that feeling that it creates because Mm -hmm. when I observe my day I'm not late for anything Mm -hmm. I'm okay it's a it's a soul feeling Mm -hmm. and then I, yeah, I think of a lot about Disney movies right now.
1: Well, a lot of people understand your dream mm-hmm. and the, and they understand it from different points of view. They understand it from where some people call things serendipitous. Some mm-hmm. people say they had inner knowings. These are all of the gifts that we, you and I share with people and so much more to these gifts that we are that we even understand or we can articulate. Yeah. So when somebody has a, does a journey with one of us and truly goes out of their body, they understand more deeply what you just described.
0: Well, and I had to laugh because I, you messaged me just before I went to bed oh, yeah. last night and said, Hey Kelly, can we schedule a journey for Thursday if you yes. have time? Yes. I wanted to go and out of my body. <laughs> I woke up and I thought, damn it, Karen, this is all you. <laughs> my body was prepping for this journey that we were going on well we had the journey it's done yeah and and i i'm (laughs) laughing i don't really mean damn it i just i recognized that you had probably pulled me into that position and you you were the one i went to
1: bed last night put my hands on my tummy and went okay i wanted i want a journey tonight like i want to go out of my body and the
0: tummy's where i severed you (laughs) looking for the coordinates You were the one who was standing next to me when it was happening. I like there's there's a lot that is wonderfully humorous about this or serendipitous, I suppose. Uh, It's fantastical, Kelly. Yeah. And you know what? And I, I I love my tattoos and I know I talk about them a lot, but they're so important to me because of what I've chosen to put on my body. And I think about the one on my right hip, which I know is an exit and entry point for energy on the body. Oh, and that's where I'm hurting this morning. My right hip. Okay. Well, that's where <laughs> I, I severed everything. Really? Uh, yeah. Because I ripped it from the top half. Right. And so my right my right hip has been aching. Yeah. That's why I was were stretching. You were standing on my right and oh. the thumbs, and, and I'm going to describe this for people obviously who are listening right now. I've got my hands in the air, but you were standing on my right side. I was on the left. The thumbs rotate inwards or outwards, pardon me. So the fingers are all facing each other. Mm-hmm. And I ripped this way. So mm-hmm. your right was where your body actually hinged. Oh, okay. And that's where I'm sore. Yeah. Well, it's my right to IT. My right hip is where I have the Harry Potter or the JK Rowling tattoo that says time is making fools of us again. Oh, oh and I love that one. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. It's, it's, it's a true statement yeah it it's all about time travel in that in yeah. that book, and it was something that you and I have been constantly doing together in this lifetime yeah I, and I just it's so interesting to have such an out of body experience to observe yourself in that in that situation. Then to come back and be human and try and be okay Mm -hmm. with the limitations of Mm -hmm. the human body.
1: Well, and you feel the aches and pains, eh?
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. but but in reference to the tattoos, I'm looking at the ink that I have permanently put on my body and it's about time travel. It's about homesickness for the soul. It's your handwriting on my feet that Mm -hmm. talks about a standard of love Mm -hmm. and the promises that we've made to each other. Mm -hmm. The one on the back that says we have a responsibility to awe. That Mm -hmm. dream, like checkmark that tattoo. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, that just done, done, done. (laughs) Yeah. And I just feel like I feel like I have I feel everything in my bones today. Yeah.
1: Well, that would be significant.
0: Mm -hmm. Feeling
1: it in the bones, what
0: grounds us. mm -hmm. That authenticity. And then also Mm -hmm. the tattoo she greeted death as an old friend.
1: Right. It was you and
0: I that were walking together, yeah. finding coordinates together, dying and leaving and being on the grid together. Yeah, a real love story.
1: Yes, and and different than what a lot of people think is a love story. Mm-hmm. They wait and think that it's going to be uh, a sexual partner, or and those can
0: be. I'm not saying that that can't be for some people well, as well. Well, if you're 106 episodes in already, you know that this is a love story. <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah. Very I just. True. I don't know. I'm, I'm so excited by life today. Yeah. And yet there's that nagging, I'm late feeling.
1: Right. And I think people can identify with feeling that they're always late Mm -hmm. or that they're always stressed or rushing time for different, the job, the kids, the, the dinner, get to bed, like all of the deadlines, all of the different things that we go through in life. That are based around time.
0: Yeah, but it's not. It's it's not that. It's like this intangible to do list for the soul that I feel late for. I love that you've just said that. Yeah, it's not about the human to do chore list. Yeah, getting groceries and running errands. It's this. I'm late for my purpose,
1: Kelly. I oh, I have something funny to show you. Okay, pause right there. We're going to keep everything on the mic. Might get noisy. But I want to explain something to everybody right now. So we're going to have a little segue here. Um, a couple of days ago, unknown to me about this night that you were going to have this dream, mm-hmm. at least as far as the Karen part of me, mm-hmm. I sat down and I went through a whole thing about doing a show for today because we knew we had booked, we were going to do a podcast show this yeah. Saturday. And I, I went in and I wrote this down. So hold on. I want to hand you the piece of paper out of the file. Okay, One sec. I'm, I'm going to close my eyes. Okay. Okay. So you can read this. I'm going to hand this to you. This is what today's show was supposed to oh, be. Oh, for
0: fuck's sakes. Okay. Well, you can the read top it. says purpose. You want me to read the, the bullet points?
1: Well, that was going to be a whole show.
0: Okay. <laughs> you can read I'm it so now. so happy right now. Okay, go ahead. Uh, now purpose, people. To listen, to write, to cook, to care for, to not abuse men, to say no, to start over many times, to break a pattern, to connect to animals, to connect to nature, to know oneself, to be single, to have no children. Oh, I see a special name on here. To say no, to set boundaries, to learn respect, holy shit, to love themselves, to know their fears and what their fears do to them, to stop bullying, to dance, sing, oh we have cook on here again, this must not be for me, well maybe it is for me, (laughs) to wander, wander with an A, I like that, to think for oneself, to challenge religion. To change the patterns, beliefs for a group. To challenge, uh, oh, to challenge a pattern of narcissism. To challenge their own souls and grow. To be playful. To be disciplined. To deal with addictions. To stop pleasing people and get new tools. Oh my gosh, there's a backside. Do you want me to leave that for now? You can do whatever This looks you like want. your story. Okay, I'll leave that for you then. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that because I, I didn't know, obviously, when I had this feeling or that bunny rabbit running around saying you're late, that it was going to be about purpose. Um, and I do think that's something that most of us feel is why mm-hmm. haven't I found it or I'm not doing enough for it. Mm-hmm. There's a belief system in there as humans that we're constantly late for our purpose. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, and I know, you know, some people will sit there and go, well, don't you know what it is? You you're you started up a career and it's like, yeah, but I never feel like it's growing fast enough. Mm-hmm. Never feel like the people are coming fast enough mm-hmm. to allow me to fulfill my purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. So tell me where you were going with this then. I had no idea. Oh, I well, was just told by the spirit guide uh, um to sit great? down
1: and write down. What they told me to. I love not so preparing. So I I wrote down <laughs> purpose on the top of the page, and I just listened to the spirit guide. And every time the the guide said something, I wrote it down. I just wrote it word for word. Yeah. Not, like it wasn't mine. It wasn't. Like I didn't I didn't think I had to do it for a reason. They just said take notes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and when the spirit world comes in and says take notes, Karen Sarlo.
0: Apparently, <laughs> I <listen>. do. <laughs>
1: And then I figure out where it's supposed to go, and there again is time, Kelly. This was days ago.
0: Yeah, I. You know what? It's it's interesting. I love slash hate your list, and I and I want to yeah. explain that because yeah. there's a lot on here that mainly the, the stuff about cooking <laughs> that I don't enjoy, but I I love that it's that it that is a purpose. Yeah, in and is. of itself, and yep. it's. I, I know we could focus on a lot of different things here, but. There's finding different kinds of purpose in the things mm-hmm. that you've listed. So to mm-hmm. listen and to cook may sound like two very different things, and they are, but they require certain qualities, right? They, re- they require certain intentions mm-hmm. uh, to do so with patience, uh, to do so with gentleness, to do so with creativity. Like there are common qualities in, in all of these, these purposes uh, that need to be fulfilled, and I think that's part of human experiences learning those things it's mm-hmm. neat i so can i ask you about some of them i know you said you didn't know why you wrote them mm-hmm. but like and they just seem so unrelated to one another so yep. I'm, I'm interested in, that's
1: why in, i said it was just note-taking for the spirit world they didn't come into my mind with particular people or situations or things behind them so as you ask questions i just literally have to channel the answers for you so go ahead. Oh, that's fun. I'll channel for you.
0: To be single.
1: Um, I'm simply hearing that it's many people's purpose to to be single in this life or in a lifetime and that it has to balance karmically with the lifetimes that you spend partnering other people equally as to when you partner sexually or when you partner as maybe mom and daughter or where you have different people living together in a, like in a group home, maybe disabled or where you partner in different ways, different things about the, the joys of being single and what you learn in the process of not having a traditional marriage, mm-hmm. but that, you, and what that gives the soul's growth in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. in in that soul in a bigger sense that when you said the big giant was pulling it open and seeing Karen and Kelly. But does that mean in this life, if you're partnered, then did you also have times that you were single? Did you have other lifetimes when you were single? Did you partner? What types of partnerships? There's lists of partnerships. You could partner a pet. Mm -hmm. You could partner nature. People partner many different things. They partner careers They partner all kinds of things. But if society only puts the true bonus or value or you arrived or you're the right person or you're on a pedestal because you found a marriage, then you've totally missed out on the equality of all of the other relationships and the one with oneself and how important that is to partner oneself, to partner oneself. I'm repeating it. I don't know why they told me to say it twice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: because people don't believe that if you're single you're partnering anybody
0: well I, you know i think of that episode in glee where jane lynch marries herself perfect i remember and this they made a lot of fun of it but there was so many good things about it where yeah there was just a proving of a point that i choose me yeah i choose me i like myself this much yeah i enjoy my or i'm learning to yeah
1: i'm uh, learning to do that
0: so can i ask if it's okay about Uh, to have no children, because you put a name here. Yeah,
1: I I remember when that one came up, and I remember a certain client, well, more than one, actually, I know there might be a name down there, but I know there are many clients that have come where, uh, and I mean, come by FaceTime, Skype, telephone, and in person, but where the spirit world came in, and when a person said, what is the purpose of my life? Or what are the purposes? There's, there are many purposes in a life, there isn't one life purpose. There are dozens of them. And I said, well, well, one of them, I said, is is to be childless. And I just remember the person saying to me, uh, go on. <laughs> and I said, she goes, can you explain that? And I said, yeah. I said, you wrote it in the path that you would not have children in this life. And she said, could you explain why? And I said, yeah. I said, you've had other lifetimes where you had so many children. I think she had like 22 kids in one life. Yeah. And I said, you you did take a lifetime where everything was about taking care of others. And that the focus was on raising the children, some of the children had disabilities. So they lived in the home till they died, or she died. So she literally had children to care for her entire life. And I think in that life, she married around 13, Mm -hmm. 12 or 13 years old. So this might be back like in the 1800s or 1600s when, when a lot of a lot of children were married. Uh, they didn't wait if you were 14 or 15 you were considered old
0: some people would argue that's still
1: oh yes and they yes very true so she she was a child bride and had children from about the age of about 12 till the day she died Mm -hmm. so her and her soul agreed this was a break this was not a punishment not to have children this was this was the goal this was the joy this was everything this was like the freedom the it was it was freedom it freedom to choose again freedom to love herself to take care of herself freedom to pick a partner or many partners to know what that's like to have choice to partner different people so that you could grow with different people and um there was when you said the word freedom and choice those were the key things in that life and so when I said to her does that make sense to you she said oh my god yes I don't have any children, and I'm in my 50s. And I said, well, you still may end up with one in your 60s, but it's going to be that the child is like in their 40s. Mm-hmm. Like it will be a friend, it could be that you meet a man who in your 70s, who has a 50 year old like this isn't Yeah, these aren't children you have to raise, they will be adults and friends. Mm-hmm. So she, she was really content. And if I remember correctly had a nice little cry feeling that she hadn't missed a life purpose Mm -hmm. this wasn't being a failure this wasn't um where other people could make fun of her or oh you don't know what I'm going through because uh, I have kids you don't have any uh suck it up lady she had 22 kids in a past life she knows better than you do with your two Mm -hmm. so and I say it like with sass, because some people are bold, ignorant and bullying to people who don't have children. Mm-hmm. They're mean in their little arrogant spot, thinking that if I have a child, I'm somehow better. And she had already gone through a lifetime of having all those kids. So she
0: chose single with pride. Mm-hmm. She, she she chose uh, it. She also raised all of her siblings. Yes. She was the oldest yeah. of parents who were neglectful. Yes. And she raised her four or five siblings.
1: Yes, yeah, So imagine the arrogance of another woman her age saying, well, you wouldn't know what it was like. You don't have kids. No,
0: I did this when I was seven.
1: Yeah. No, that's why I said suck it up, lady, because yes, yeah, she raised kids when she was a child mm-hmm. and you're throwing it in her face that she doesn't know what you're going through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's why I said it's that woman's ego. It's her arrogance of putting herself on a pedestal because she thinks being a mom is a pedestal. And trying to say that other people don't know what it is unless you have a biological child. Yeah. She she heard in that session to be single was something that she deserved. This is a deserving. Mm-hmm. This is an earning it. This, is a, this was a choice by her and her soul. Not punishment, not withholding, not suffering. Mm-hmm. not less than the lady who picked it this life
0: it's like a reward well in here's karmically your time, here's your space here's your land here's your home here's everything that you need to feel fulfilled and quiet and peaceful and, and whole, purposeful
1: and purposeful and whole and whole meaning that single is a piece of a whole that parenting is a piece of a whole that partnering animals and nature and jobs and men and women is part of the whole which it goes back to your dream of where you literally opened up to see everything inside
0: yeah you know what it's interesting i've like i haven't experienced anything like that in particular i've done the grid thing before the the electricity that i've talked Mm -hmm. about Mm-hmm. haven't done the dream itself and the and the hearing and the, the suction in the tunnel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I do think back to uh Parker looking at him for the first time and actually consequently every time after looking into his eyes. Mm-hmm. They look they remind me so much of um I don't know why, but O'Rion's belt. Mm. Everything looks like a galaxy. Mm-hmm. When I'm looking at him, and I, I, really believe that he, his element must be air because he definitely belongs in the sky. Mm-hmm. There's something very cosmic about him, and we do have a lot of clients who dream of him.
1: Mm-hmm. Though they'll say, true.
0: as much as they dream about the dark and the blonde-haired <laughs> woman, they yeah. dream about Parker. Yeah, and he's someone who gets me in a different realm or a different grid. Yeah, th- of of stars. Yeah.
1: I think um, how you talked about uh, different things in your dream, if we go back and forth to different things, I wonder if people are listening to the show and thinking, get back to talking about this. Because they have certain parts that they can resonate with, that they may have experienced in some way. And one of the things I find too, is that People can experience the same thing, but they have different words to express it. Yeah, for sure. And they might say that you said split the person in half, but they might have a different version of that. Yeah. See it like an x-ray or see through it. Or just when you said that you just had a knowing that you, that you can't explain everything by breaking it down into um, manageable pieces or vocabulary. Mm -hmm. And I, I think... What I like about our conversation today is that it does engage our listeners in that they have to activate their own spirituality. They have to activate their own imagination, their own sense of wonder, their own sense of magic.
0: They have to activate their own senses. Period. And and you're talking about really wonderful, wonderful things but it comes back to the senses. You can't yeah. you can't dive into those things you're talking about unless you're aware of the of the see, hear, touch, taste, smell, no. Mm-hmm. Right? And and I remember thinking uh and and it's interesting because I remembered thinking, I that's something I didn't mm-hmm. expect that in the dream when I was uh hearing and seeing all of the lifetimes all at once. Mm. Even though it was muffled and it was going mm-hmm. very quickly, like I said, I couldn't pick out a single word or a single mm-hmm. image. I remembered thinking, "I want to see myself. Mm. I want to be able to identify myself in those lifetimes. I know I, I have an inner knowing that I am existing in all of them, mm-hmm. but do I have this dark hair in all of them? Do I am mm. I a white girl? Am I human in all of them? Okay. Right? Like there's there was this need to identify myself. Even though I knew I was existing over there in all of those lifetimes. Can I interject? Yeah. Is that okay? I didn't want to cut you off. Thanks. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm buzzing. Yeah, I know. I I'm, feel as electric as that grid felt underneath me. Yeah,
1: and I under I can feel it from you. That's why I'm checking in with you to ask you.
0: My head feels very dizzy. I know. <laughs> Are you okay? That's yeah. why I'm
1: asking if you're okay and I'm pausing
0: thanks because little I notious. can see
1: your energy and feel it in the room <laughs> okay what go do ahead. you need right now
0: I'm just gonna hold my head you go ahead
1: okay so if you're okay Kelly do you need silence
0: I would like to listen
1: okay what I wanted to just interject at that point when you were discussing that you wanted to be seen you wanted to see yourself yeah. you wanted to identify It brought to mind how we do the left eye to left eye looking and engaging. And I don't do this with a lot of clients. um, I do it with some. But we look left eye to left eye. And I take them, and I know you do this too. We take them out of their body, back to the place that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So that they can be seen. So that they can shape shift and show themselves to me. I'll say to me in this instance, or it can be to you, to Kelly but they shape shift so that I can see them in all of the other lifetimes. It just reminded me of that because you were talking and I thought, oh, we've manifested that on earth. We know how to do that. Mm -hmm. We know how to see all of our lifetimes. We want to be seen in those lifetimes, but you and I do do it. Mm -hmm. And we do validate and see other people in their other lifetimes Mm -hmm. as to what they did. Can I give a quick example? Yeah, a gentleman came to see me a few days ago. And he said, career, go one hour, I just want to uh, whatever you get about career. And so I wrote down a few things on the page. And he goes, well, what are you writing? You're making me nervous. And I said, "Oh, it's just you asked me to do career. So I'm just writing a few things down. So I said, but you'll get the paper at the end. Don't worry about it. It's yours. And I said, but the first thing I'm being told is, is that in a past lifetime, uh, or if you want another lifetime, I see you as a police officer, and he goes, <laughs> "Okay." He goes, "Keep going. You're freaking me out." And I said, "And then I see a fireman," and he goes, "Oh, okay. no, now I'm really freaked." And I said, "Why?" He goes, "I need to know what you wrote on the paper." <laughs> and I say he's panicking, and I said, "Well, I wrote landscaper," and he goes, "Oh, I, I feel like I'm out of my body. I feel oh, I want to lay down on the floor." <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? He goes. Well, he goes, Karen. I I just gotta. I'm gonna lay on the floor. So he goes and he lays down on the carpet in front of me. <laughs> he goes. Okay, now I'm gonna talk to you. <laughs> he goes. I think I'm going into a little bit of a sweat. I feel like I'm losing my body right now. I said, Okay, you're safe though. And he, I said, Do you feel safe? He goes. Yeah. He goes. I just have to tell you something. He goes. When I was younger, he says, I went into police work. (laughs) He says, and then I quit. I didn't want to be a police officer. So you got that right. He goes, but then I went in to be a firefighter. (laughs) He goes, so I went to school to do that. He goes, and I realized a couple of months in that I really don't want to be hot all the time. I don't want to be in heavy, sweaty clothes. I don't want to be where I'm in a a fire and I might die in a fire. He goes, I like the idea of saving people. But once I had to actually realized I'd be standing in a fire I thought for no fucking way am I standing in a fire Mm. he said and guess what I am and I went no are you a landscaper he goes yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) he goes do you understand why I'm laying here now (laughs) all the people in North Bay when they hire their (laughs) landscapers gonna look at them like hmm (laughs) could you be the one who laid on Karen's floor (laughs) so that's part of
1: it when you talk about that you went to that place. When you talk about in the dream, everything you did, all I'm saying, Kelly, is that everything that you did in that dream, dying, or however we want to call it, living, mm-hmm. let's call it living instead of dying. Because in actuality, there's a process that's dying. And dying is just the process of getting and rid of our bodies on earth. Mm-hmm. Shortly and during that process, we remain alive. Mm-hmm. We simply change form. It's an alchemical process of life, life into another life. That's it. So when you went into this dream and lived from one reality into another, it is what you do all day, every day for everybody. Mm -hmm. You're just describing it and experiencing it and breaking it down in time.
0: Mm -hmm. I want to go back and clarify something because I think, and I'm I'm not trying to be rude about this. I don't think you explained that example enough. Oh, okay, go ahead. Because there are a lot of us, and we do this with past lives and regression in the sessions, that try and choose careers of lifetimes we've already lived. Oh, and yes. such as this gentleman yeah. who may have already been the police officer, may have already been the firefighter and tried them again in this life because something mm-hmm. in his soul said, yeah. I'm good at this or I remember this. Ah, There's, I remember this. Yeah, either, either or. Right? Yeah, it can be in your in your bones. It can be in your cells that you you mm-hmm. do this. That's who you are. Right. Because it's been a piece of you. There can be in different lifetimes and needing to break that pattern to do something new. Yes. And that may be where the landscaping comes in.
1: Yeah. His love of nature. Yeah. His love of peacefulness instead of the fighting the fires or fighting for life or fighting a crime or fighting people's bad behaviors.
0: But I just I wanted to illustrate that that, yeah. that drive or that draw can come from past lives because yes. we've been there before. That's correct. And I know I've said to you so many times I'm ha- I'm having déjà vu of this moment for the 7th time. <laughs> and and I know at one point you're like, "Oh, what do you- go on." Um because I always assume you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and you just said, "Go on." And I said, "Well, I've done this lifetime at least 7 times." Yeah. And I, there's oftentimes an anxiety with my with my déjà vu. Because I know in the past lives I haven't done this moment well or this moment hasn't gone well. Yeah. And so I get this deja vu of, oh, fuck, this is when the breakup happens or, oh, shit, this is when the phone rings and I get bad news. Yeah. And in this life, those things don't happen. Mm -hmm. The patterns are breaking. The Mm -hmm. phone doesn't ring. The person sits in front of me and says, let's work on this. Mm -hmm. There are different behaviors. Mm -hmm. And so I have to sit there and trust Mm-hmm. that I'm doing better mm-hmm. I have to trust that if there's this inner knowing that I've screwed up and that this is where things were, were going to fall apart and end that I can choose differently in how I communicate I can choose differently just in the choices that I make to go forward mm-hmm. to make note of t- how to do things differently mm-hmm. in the future there I just wanted to reiterate mm-hmm. where the past lives come in where we can we can feel frustrated confused stuck Uh, in our careers or in our choices Mm -hmm. presently yeah yeah
1: it's 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 very true that both you and I have and many people I'm just saying you and I because we're the ones talking in this moment know we've already been in certain situations and that we are breaking those patterns but also knowing and I remember in a particular situation with a with a man saying to him we've done this before in other lifetimes. And you always fuck this up. You always choose money. You always choose the wrong path. You choose abuse. You were to choose to leave abuse this time for love. You were to make a different choice. We're standing here again. And once again, you're choosing the abused life. Mm -hmm. This is your moment to make a choice to choose love and not wealth and money. Not that there's anything wrong with wealth and money. But when it's tied to abuse, there is. Mm -hmm. And he still chose that life again. And I just sat there and went, okay, then I accept. I respect that that's what you continue to choose, but I'm breaking my patterns.
0: Well, and you've also said, I want my contract done. Yes, I want it done shredded and rewritten.
1: Yes, I never want it to be with him again. Because he's choosing abuse lifetimes. And I'm not. I'm stepping outside of that saying I want to break all of that. Mm -hmm. I want to break those patterns. And I'm working hard to do that to choose other choices than abuse. But being aware enough in that moment in that conversation to know all about all the other lifetimes where we said we'd meet again and try one more time, mm-hmm. and this time saying, "Kate, I got it," but you didn't, ripping up the contract and we're done.
0: Yeah, and I think that is something where when people sit down in the in the the chair or lay down on the table for a session, we can say to them, "Oh, he, you're beyond exhausted," mm-hmm. and they're going, "Oh, yeah, it's true. I'm. I can't. Like, I'm exhausted every day, all day." And we get to explain what the exhaustion is. Yeah. That it's not. A, and that's where a lot of people will say, like, I need medical intuitive. And it's like, well, the systems are up and running. Yeah. Everything's fine. Your exhaustion has come from that you've repeated this pattern over and over again. Yeah. And you can watch it lift because there's this new sense of the good kind of control. Like you're saying, well, yeah. fuck that. I'm breaking the contract. Yeah. that's a, it. I don't want the exhaustion anymore.
1: And that's a powerful moment. To break a pattern,
0: yeah, and to be aware of
1: it and to make another choice, and that that's that is awareness that is purpose mm-hmm. that is connectivity with the other soul, connectivity with your own connectivity, and all the right ways on that grid. Let's say your grid that light bright is just lighting up beautifully.
0: Mm-hmm. are you okay? oh no, <laughs> no. I mean, we record and then I go back and I edit and I usually remember it word for word and on yeah. dot's fine. I don't think I'm going to remember a single word <laughs> in this. I just hope I spoke properly. <laughs> Eloquently is not even a criteria right now. Uh, I'm I'm very dizzy. I know. And very what, nauseous. What do you need? I you know what? I'm just excited. I think I will probably just be restful today. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah. Can I go on to another one? Yeah, part of your thing that really really resonated with me was the ringing and the frequency of the voices and how you can't make out what they're saying and how it becomes a high-pitched, like, tinnitus or yeah. menures because it's all stuff that I've experienced in this life, the tinnitus mm-hmm. and the ringing in the ears, but also the imbalance that you're talking about right now, feeling yeah. off, the anxiety that comes with it that you... Maybe feeling right now as well but that other people listening can associate anxiety um, feeling panicky feeling not all together in your own body lightheaded off balance not understanding things the ringing in the ears
0: repeating all your words
1: i know i'm just saying it for people to hear again and i know i do that sometimes but there maybe one day i'll get an email saying thank you for repeating (laughs) emily come on (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hopefully she's giggling. At and she's she'll be laughing. Yeah. Emily knows who she is and I'll get an email <laughs> within a week <laughs> from one particular person who listens to the show's. And Jim <laughs> Jim yeah. listens, he'll send an email. The they're ringing in the ears. This PT it's almost like a PTSD to some degree of all of these symptoms that bring us out of our experience and then bring us back in but we're different. So those pieces feel like a Rubik's Cube that isn't quite right, but it's not supposed to be right. Mm-hmm. Because now it means if it doesn't feel right, that you're back with your soul again. That's the key.
0: Can you repeat? that, please?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you don't feel quite right, it means you're doing the right thing. It means that your soul and you are back together again. And I think some people think, wait, what's what what I thought if I was with my soul, I was supposed to feel peaceful, and it was supposed to feel perfect. Well, if you've been fucking up your lifetimes, and you've been a mess in this one, then to actually be in the right relationship with yourself will feel wonky, Mm -hmm. it will feel like it's not right. It feels like totally it's like being abused all of your life and finally finding somebody who doesn't abuse you. You might sit with them and go feels good but I'm really uncomfortable yeah I this really isn't a familiar feeling it doesn't feel good I think I need my therapist because we don't don't, we don't know how to behave we don't know how to think we don't know what to do we I call it wonky it means that we're in the right place right time everything is aligned finally but it feels completely wrong Mm -hmm. and your spirit's going yay give me five because your spirit is saying Now you're finally greeting me. Long time no see.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. The ringing in the ears was a clear, clear sign. And I didn't understand it for many, many years that the spirit world was speaking to me. And, you know, people were saying it was tinnitus and it was menures and it was this, it was that. And as, you know, people have heard in other shows, I would hear a radio in the house playing, but it sounded like it was in the basement. And so you can hear it, but you can't hear what they're singing. You don't, you hear a rough tune, but you might hear it's almost like two songs are playing. And so if you play two songs at the same time, it's confusing. It's not clear. That's what I'm referring to. But eventually that ringing in the ears changed. It slowed down enough. Remember your time component? It slowed down enough. That I started getting clarity.
0: Mm-hmm. You start to hear one voice at a time.
1: Yes. You start knowing that it's right. Then eventually, and I'm speeding this up now, but eventually you hear it clearly. Eventually you can ask questions. Eventually you can understand. And all of that is communicating with your own soul. And communicating with soul groups on the other side. And yourself. Mm-hmm. But you have to be gentle, you have to be kind, you have to be patient, you have to watch time and sit in it and feel uncomfortable. You have to know that things that are unfamiliar are still safe. That because something isn't is uncomfortable or unfamiliar doesn't mean it should scare you.
0: Everything's echoing and I don't even have headphones on. Okay. I think I need to go lie down.
1: I think you do too. So we'll finish the show. So Kelly's leaving now. She's going to go lay down. <laughs> and I can imagine Emily right now is like, I'm on it. I'm going to send Kelly energy. <laughs> so if anybody wants to send Kelly energy, they can do so too. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If anybody has questions or comments about today's show, they're very welcome to send them into info at bisarlow.com. We thank you very much for listening to today's show. We know that if you've listened deeply, it's changed you. And for that, we thank you for letting Kelly and I be part of your running back to your soul today. We'll talk to you next week.